My name is Terrence Gilstra. My wife Karen and I are part of the Village Church, and we live right here in this city. I'm so thankful to be here with you this morning. It's good to see you, you all here. As the Village Church, we've been working through a series on prayer. Working through a series on prayer. And I don't know if you remember this, but we started where, where John taught on Prayer 101. And then Pastor Mark has kind of picked that up and He's been working through Teach Us to Pray. He did Unanswered Prayer, Prayer at Work. And and if you're wondering, why are we having this this series on prayer? It's it's the hope, prayer, and desire of the Village Church that we as a people, that us as individuals would grow in our relationship with God. That, That we would be a people in our personal lives, in our regular rhythms of life, that we would be in a relationship with God, that we'd be, we'd be listening and talking, and, and our days would be filled with prayer. And our hope is, our prayer is, is that through this prayer series that you deepen your relationship with God. And we're going to continue the series today, and we're going to be looking at prayer and mission. Prayer and mission. Is that better? To start, I want to kind of give some working definitions. What is prayer and mission? So first, I'm going to look at prayer. I want to define prayer as knowing God intimately. Knowing God intimately. So, so being in this personal relationship with God where we're, we're talking with God, we're listening to Him, we're knowing who God really is. And when I say knowing, I mean heart, mind, and soul know who God is. And then, as we look at mission, the kind of working definition I want to use is, is living in the world in the knowledge of who God is. So praying is understanding who God is. Mission is living in the world, living our lives in the knowledge of who God is. And, you know, we, we kind of throw this word mission around, and some of us have different ideas of what mission looks like. Um, we might think of it as, as getting on a plane and, and going to Africa, you know, to bring the gospel there, and that, of course, is mission. Or it could be a youth group and going together to South America and going on a missions trip. That, of course, is mission. Or it could just be us as people, us and our families, wherever we live, in our own neighborhood, living on mission, living to serve God wherever we are. So living in the knowledge of who God is. And we're going to unpack that a little, a little more and learn on what is prayer and what does prayer look like on mission. So it's important to start by saying that our view of God, what we know about God, how we know him intimately, it will change everything about our lives. What we know about God will change everything about our lives. If we have an unhealthy view of God, we'll have an unhealthy prayer life. We'll have an unhealthy view of others. If we have a small view of God, if we have a small knowledge of Him, we'll have a small prayer life. And in fact, we'll have a small view of others. We'll think of others in our community as small. If we have a distant view of God, 
where God is this God way off sitting in a throne far away with his, kind of his hands off the remote, and the world is just kind of going along on its own. If we have a distant view of God, we'll have a distant prayer life. And we'll have a distant view of others, our neighbors, our family even, in our community. I want to kind of give you an example of what this looks like. In the year 1517, there was this man by the name of Joseph Tetzel. And in, in this year, 1517, Joseph Tetzel actually preached a series in Germany on serving those in leadership. So there, were, there was kings and, and rulers in his day, so he, he preached this series saying that it's the responsibility of the church to serve those in authority, to serve the leaders in the church, to serve the kings, to serve those in power. Now, and that's okay to have a message on that. God teaches us to serve those in authority. But this, this idea of serving just those in authority, it's kind of lopsided. It's kind of lopsided. Joseph Tetzel's theology, his understanding of God, his knowing God, was lopsided. He, he didn't have a, a complete understanding of who God is. He didn't have an understanding of the servant God who, who serves those who are the least of these. He, so Joseph Tetzel, along with other pastors in Germany and Europe, they focused on teaching their congregation to serve those in power. It was focusing on power and their understanding of God was that God is just this God of power, and of course he is that. Of course he's a God of power, but he was just this God of power way off in the distance. And in the same year, 1517, along came a man by the name of Martin Luther. And many of you will know who that is. You've heard that name before. And Martin Luther came along, and he spent days and hours and prayer, understanding, knowing, or prayer, knowing who God is, knowing who God really is, who God really is. And Martin Luther said, you know, Joseph Tetzel, I think you missed the point of who God is. Of course God is, reigns on high. Of course he does. And God is holy, and he's powerful, and he's all those things. That's a lopsided view of God because God is holy. Believe it or not, God is also a humble servant. What's the proof of that? Well, Martin Luther actually wrote a sermon and a book called Christian Liberty on the text that we're going to be looking at today in Philippians 2, verse 6. So there was this image of God as this distant, lofty God. And Martin Luther came in and preached on this text. And I want to read it today, to you today from, from 2 Philippians, Philippians 2, verse 6. Jesus Christ, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient. Obedient to death, 
even on the cross. So when Luther wrote that book, The Christian Liberty, and when he preached those series kind of against Joseph Tetzel, he turned the whole world upside down. Why? Because Luther taught a new understanding of who God was. He, he, he prayed and spent time in God's word understanding who, who was God, God was. And, and what did he learn? Let's start right from the beginning. If we can have the text up, it actually starts in, in our Bibles. It says, Jesus Christ, who being in very nature God, so Jesus is God. There's God the Father, the Head, God the Holy Spirit, and Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is God. Did not consider equality with God something to be taken to his own advantage. Jesus Christ, being God, did not take his position and use it for his own advantage. He didn't use it for his own advantage. Rather, Jesus Christ made himself nothing. It's right there. You see it in the text? He made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. He made a servant. Being made in human likeness, Jesus takes on the form of human. Jesus Christ is fully God and fully man. And being found in appearance as a man, Jesus Christ humbles himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Oh, what an amazing God. So Luther said that, of course, God is this amazing God who rules on high, and he, he holds the, the earth in his hands. He's this awesome and powerful God, but he's also the God who sends his son, Jesus Christ, in the form of a servant and considers himself nothing for us. Considers himself nothing, gives his life for us. How can we not respond to such an amazing God? How could we not respond to such a God? And why, why did God do this? Why did he give up his position? Why did he not take advantage? Why did he take on the nature of a servant? Why did he humble himself? One word. Love. Love. God loves us. God loves the village church. He loves every single person here so much. God loves the world so much that he sent his son and, and humbled him to die for us. So you can see how Martin Luther unpacked this text. In, in, in the year 1517, he turned the world upside down. Turned the world upside down. Joseph Tetzel and so many other pastors and leaders in all of Germany and all of Europe, really, had completely missed the point of who God was. They, they, they didn't know God, the humble servant. So their lives looked like this. They, they had this distant view of God, so they only served those in leadership. They only served the people who were in high position in the church. 
That's the church's responsibility, to serve those above you. Oh no, Luther comes along and says, no, if we know this about God, if, if, if God comes as a humble servant, it becomes our opportunity to, of course, serve those in leadership, but to serve those who are beneath us. To, to, serve, to give up our own position, to give up our position that we're in and help someone in need. To take on the form of a servant. Can we do that? Take on the form of a servant because that's what God did. That, that word servant in the original text, actually, in the, in the Greek is the word doulos, meaning slave. And God took the, the position of a slave for us. So in the same way, God is asking us, he's inviting us to serve others, to, to serve those in the community who, who are in need far more than we are. And to humble ourselves to serve them. As a people, we need to understand who God is. That's, that was the definition of, of prayer. We need to understand who God is. We need to pray, talk to God, sit with his word open in the morning, and pray and understand who God really is. Because if we don't, we might end up like Joseph Tetzel and and so much of Europe in the 1517 with kind of a distorted view of God. But if we as a village church commit ourselves, as whether you're visitors here or, or, or it's us as a congregation, if we commit ourselves to prayer, like Martin Luther, and, and we, we sit with our Bibles open and, and we're asking God, show us who you are, show us your character, show us who you really are. That will change everything about us. It will change our understanding of God. And he'll show us how we can live in the world. He'll show us how we can live in the world to certainly serve those in leadership. That's our responsibility. But to serve those in need. To serve those who are in desperation. Because that's what God did. And through prayer, God is going to teach us. He's going to teach us how to do that. And, and the village church, my, my hope and prayer is, is that there's a reformation starts today. That there's this continuation of a reformation where we're a people who pray, pray, understand God's word so that we can live in the world in the knowledge of who God is. That was the definition of mission. Living in the, in the world and the knowledge of of who God is, as a people who serve. Village people, they're a people who serve. Can, can people know us that way? As a people who serve, I, I can't help but think about uh, going to the, uh, the Meriton barbecue and, and uh, garage sale this past weekend. Karen and I showed up at 9 o'clock and to see all that the group out together and serving in their community, to serving so that others in the community who have need can be helped. That, that's the, that picture of, of 
giving up our position, not taking advantage of our position, but using the gifts that we have to serve others. This beautiful picture of of people in our church serving so that, uh, so that others might know Christ, that others might be served. I, I, again, another example, I can't help but think about this past week at Prince of Wales, we had our uh, Prince of Wales Fun Fair, where we connect with the, the community and the students in downtown Thorold at, at the, the school, and so many from, from this church, from our small group, and came out and served to help out the kids and, and serve some food and just help out in amazing ways. Why, why did they do that? Why, why are the people serving? Because as a village church, we, we have an understanding of who God is. We know that God is a humble servant. So in the same way that our God serves, it, it's our heart and his desire to serve Christ to serve God by being humble servants. You know, Pastor Mark kind of mentioned this. He says that this summer we're going to be focusing on serving in the park. A couple weeks we're going to be there, and I hope we can remember this, but the, the, the village church is not taking the summer off. We're not taking the summer off. It's it's our hope and prayer to be a people who serve in our community. To serve in our community, to serve others, and pray to God that he would show us, show us who he is so that we can live in the world, that we can serve like him. Because God is the humble servant, so, 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 so should we. Let's pray. Father in heaven, what an amazing God you are. This amazing God, high and glorious in all power, who sits on the throne in heaven, who holds the world in the palm of your hand, Yet you come to earth as a form of a servant to save us. I pray that we would people be a people who respond to your salvation every day, that we would respond to who you are, to respond to your love by loving others. Lord, I, we pray that there would be a, a, that the Reformation would continue in this city, that we would be a people who have our Bibles open and are praying and understanding who you are so that we can live in the world, that we can live in this city, in our, in our work, wherever we are, in the knowledge of who you are. And that the world might know you, that you might be glorified because we serve humbly. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.